You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. God made me punch in accurate numbers. My castle won't crumble, what I tackle will fumble. I've been a leader when they ain't see it, but now my feet is up. According to me, royalty didn't end with King Tut. Crown on my head, clouds is at my legs. Big says sky is the limit, I look down on the ledge. I push the bar like I'm opening the cell. Hands in my cookie jar, you won't come out with a single nail. I need all of mine, the weight of my shoulders won't fit on a scale. What's a king to a giant? Well, Goliath fell, even if we playing chess, dog, this king can't be checked. I make all my moves on the board. I invented my step. Uh-huh. I'm a king, the blood of a ruler. I feel like Mansa Musa. Make your squad disappear like landing by the Bermuda. Triangle, look at it from my angle. I'm a king, the closest thing to being one of God's angels. Yeah. I'm a king. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is the Code of Conduct with the King podcast. I am your host, Jace Insta King, and I am excited because this is something that has become somewhat of a tradition around these Code of Conduct parts. And, uh, it, it's what we like to call the divisional code. And so I'm, I'm joined by some of my uh, my division rivals from around. Uh, I, my, I, I can't say SB Nation for everybody now at this point. Uh, but I have some of my friends from from around the way. We have uh, some representation from our Jets, uh, our, our Jets rivals. We have some from our, uh, our Patriots rivals. I don't know if we're going to get our Miami Dolphins uh, rival joining us, but we'll start off. I do have my, my friend Thomas joining us uh, from Gang Green Nation, and then I have my man Pat Lane joining me from Pat's Pulpit. What is going on, gentlemen? Let's start with uh, Thomas. What's up, man? Hey, man. I, I feel it, it sucks that the other one isn't here because I want to start doing the gritty on this. Um, <laughs> things changed a lot since last year, man. I'm feeling nice. Yeah, yeah. A lot has changed. So for those, so I mean, obviously, I'm sure some people are familiar and then those who aren't. So like I said, every year now, this is the third year in a row that we're going to we're doing this divisional pod at the beginning of the season. And for the last two seasons, Thomas has kind of been like the butt of the jokes. He's been, you know, we're like, yeah, but you're a Jets fan. So we're just going to laugh. at. And this year, the conversation is different. What's up, Pat? How's it going? I uh, I tell you what I don't know if the conversation is much different. I, I mean, it's still the Jets. It's still the Jets. I mean, you know, maybe, but it's still the Jets. Okay, okay. So Patriots fans, in in true Patriots fan fashion, 
he's, he's coming out swinging. So let's, I guess let's start there. Let's start with with that conversation and, and let's start with the New York Jets. Uh, we're not going to start with the game yet. We're going to, you know, we'll get to Monday night football, but first let's start with, like you said, Thomas, like last year, the conversation for you was so different. Your energy was different. I don't even think you smiled at all last year, last year on the episode. You already cracked a smile like 16 times, and we've we haven't even been live for four minutes yet. So so let's let's start there. What's different for you? Like just right now, how are you feeling different? Why is it different? It's like, go ahead, oh, Frank. This it's is your a, moment. It's a euphoric feeling for once to have like an actual quarterback that's been a staple in the league, you know, four-time NFL MVP, Aaron Rodgers. And now we actually have an answer at quarterback, something they've been waiting for with Zach Wilson that didn't work and Sam Darnold that didn't work and Sanchez that didn't work when we got so close uh, all those years ago. Uh, so now it's just a whole different feeling. I mean, last year you guys saw how I was and then the Jets kind of surprised me. You know, they, they played pretty well last year at the bye. They were six and three and then it all mm -hmm. fell apart. Hopefully this year they do similar things. And then after the bye, they kind of take off what, what I'm expecting. So I'm hoping for a lot of different things to happen this year for gangrene. I mean, just, just looking at the moves that they made in, in during the off season, it's hard to imagine them not, you know, being better. You're going to have a completely different outcome. Um, mm -hmm. Now, Pat, on the other hand, jumped right in and he's like, man, is it different though? The Jets are the Jets. Like they're going to just jet it up. So Pat, what, what are you, because we're going to dive into it real quick. I want to talk about offense and defense for yeah. all four teams in the division, but at, at just at first glance for you, why would you come on the show and, and that be your starting point? Well, well, first of all, I mean, the Jets are the little brother. I can't give them too much. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, the the other part, I will say, though, they are they are the only other team other than the Patriots to make it past the divisional round since the year 2000. So, you know, they got that going for them. Oh, that's not true. The Bills made the AFC Championship game. Sorry, I misspoke. I apologize. Misspoke. I was letting you have it. I was letting you have it. Twice. I guess I guess more than once. We'll put it that way. Um, so, anyways, um, you know, but it's it's one of those things for me that I my biggest question is Aaron Rodgers, right? How does he respond? And right now, things are great. Everyone loves him. Hard Knocks is all about we love Aaron and it's great and this is so good and we love him so much. And it, what happens if they come out and get smoked by the Bills week one? And what happens if they lose week two? And now they go into the Patriots game, Owen two. And you're looking at it saying, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, it's the Patriots, oh, my God. And all New York's talking about for a, a week straight is how much Aaron Rodgers sucks and it's the same old Jets and this and that. And how is he going to respond? And I think that that's the thing that we don't know, right? And maybe he was miserable in Green Bay for the last four years, and that's why he didn't, you know, I mean, I know he won the MVP. He would shouldn't have won the MVP in 2021, but he did. But, you know, like. I we can have that conversation about you know maybe he was unhappy and that's why things didn't but like when things start going difficult which they do for every team every year right how is he going to respond and then in turn how is the rest of the team going to respond that's the question that I don't know now the thing is is that it's one <laughs> it's it's one of those you know I I don't know and, and I think it's funny because. Buffalo Freddy's talking about them getting hot. I think if they start hot, that's a great thing for them because they're out of the gate. If they beat the Bills opening night, like that would be crazy for them. And now all of a sudden, oh, things have changed and Aaron Rodgers is the best. And now they can ride that high for a while. 
and things you, you won't get to that. And, and at some point they're going to hit a downslide, right? But at some point, if that point is, you know, they're six and two and they start hitting a little bit of a downslide at that point, well, you know, they're still in the good graces, things like that. So that's the question that I don't know. Right. And, and, you know, of course, if you're a Jets fan, you have to be sitting there saying, well, yeah, it's going to work out and it's Aaron Rodgers and it's going to be great. But I'm skeptical about it. They're a hell of a lot better. They're way better off than they were last offseason. That's for sure. We knew Zach Wilson stinks. He's not gone, but he's not their starter anymore. And so, like, we're they're way better off than they were. It's just a question of what does that mean this year? And can Rodgers do it consistently all year long? Because that's that's the one question for me. Yes. Yeah. Well, Thomas, before you before you jump in there, I guess so. From what what Pat is saying. I can I can see why you would be skeptical just in 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 if history repeats itself, you know, then yeah, we, we can we can crack the jokes and it's like I mean, like you said at the beginning, the Jets are still the Jets, and you know that that was kind of the je- the joke about the Bills too. It's like the Bills are always going to find a way to Bills it up at the end of the game, but things do change, and at some point, mm-hmm. teams look completely different. And I think for me, um, I had to change my tune about the Jets coming into the season. Because for me, and, and Thomas, I'm going to say this, and this is the only time, this is the only damn time <laughs> you're going to hear me say this publicly. It's the only time I'm a, I'm a, so, so soak it up, enjoy it, and then, then respond. But then that's it. After that, it's nothing but guns are blazing. It's, it's, it's me. Uh, I'm, it's me with the front line with the knife out, like, uh, what's his name? <laughs> And, and Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'm Jon Snow with the whole army coming after this. Dude, the Jets are a really good football team. Last <laughs> year, they had one of the best defenses in the entire NFL. They're carrying that over. You have two of the best, actually not two of the best. You had the two best rookies in the entire NFL last year. Now taking another step forward on offense. All they needed was somebody to play better than the quarterback that they did. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a lot better. He doesn't have to be MVP Aaron Rodgers that won it two years in a row where he throws for close to 5,000 yards and 45 touchdowns. He doesn't have to be that guy. If he can throw for, you know, 4,000, if he can throw for 3,800 yards and Mm -hmm. 30 touchdowns with less interceptions and turnovers than what they had last year, or if he can score more than what, six point, what was it, three points against the Patriots when you guys won with the kickoff? If, If he can consistently score 14 points, the New York Jets are going to be a scary team for the entire NFL and for our division. I'm not saying it again. I'm not saying it again. I hate that I said it. I hate that there's evidence and footage now of me saying nice things about the New York Jets. Go ahead, Thomas. I, I was just going to say, I love that this is recorded so that in public so that I can come back to this uh, whenever I want to throughout the year. Um, but to, to Pat's point, I kind of, um, I kind of agree about the Aaron Rodgers thing. You know, the whole team, I mean, Corey, Corey Davis before he retired and a bunch of other members of the Jets were preaching, uh, how patient Aaron Rodgers has been so far with the offense. And even Aaron Rodgers himself has said that eventually that patience will wear thin. Now, if the Jets come out good against the bills, you know, that, that, that extends a lot of things, but if they fall flat, who knows how that ends up turning out, especially with the New York media coming after them, because that yeah. the, uh, the honeymoon phase is going to be over if the if the Jets start off 0-2. Things start to get a little rocky there, and then you have the questions, which Pat alluded to. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting to see how quickly they can come out to a start. And if they do have success against the Bills, 
hey, I'm all for it. If they can ride that wave, go three and three, maybe was it three and three uh, into the bye week? I think they could have a lot of luck there uh, after that because their schedule softens up a little bit. But the the first couple weeks, man, it's going to be tough. Well, I think well, you know to your point, Spitz. I didn't mean to cut you off, but to your point, like the Jets are a very very talented team. The defense last year was fantastic, and the offense just sucked. Now you look at it and say, well, the offense should be significantly better. I mean, like, it can't get much worse than, like, the worst quarterback play in the league, right? So, like, mm-hmm. you think if the defense continues to play the way they played and the offense plays better, you're going to be in a good position, right? And, and again, it makes perfect sense. All that makes sense. I mean, the Jets were a borderline playoff team before that. Right. So you look at it and say, well, they should realistically be competing for the AFC East. Right. And and right up with the bills. And so I do think if things go right, if everything goes right and goes according to the plan that they've set up, they're going to be a really good team and they're going to be tough to beat. And they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs, even though Rogers consistently chokes in the playoffs. But they're going to be, you know, uh, they're going to be a tough out in the playoff because they have the defense. And the big thing in in. In the playoffs, offense obviously is king, but the defense matters so much in the playoffs. And so, like, having the defense that they have gives them an advantage in the playoffs, and then you have a guy like Rodgers that can get you the points that you need to win as well. So if things go well, they're going to be a great team. It's just a question of if those things go well, right? And I don't – no one knows that, obviously, right? And so as a Patriots fan – I'm more skeptical than some because I don't want to see them do well. But at the same time, I'm looking at it saying, realistically, there is a chance that they have a really good season and they're competing not just for the AFC East, but the AFC Championship when it gets down to the playoffs. And so, you know, there's a possibility, there's a world in which that happens. Well, so my question to you on a, my follow up to you on that, because you, like I said, you came out the gate talking like, you know, they're going to start off on two and yeah. lose to the Bills and they're going to come to New England, and get blown out by the Patriots. Well, now, hold on now. Hold on now. Uh, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, OK, no, you didn't say get blown out, but you, you feel pretty confident in your team, I'm, I'm assuming. So um, how confident are you like to start the, the way this season is going? Cause so, and, and you know what, let's dig right into it. Cause this, this is how I was going to start it. I was going to, going to kind of do a round table where I asked mm-hmm. each of you for your team um, in comparison from the last time you saw your team on the field, not, right. not preseason. I'm talking about last, last season at the end of the year, when you saw your team versus now going into what, you know, with the 53 would be going into week one. Mm-hmm. What do you feel better about? What are you nervous about? Um, and then when you look around the division, what makes you say, OK, we're in a better position to compete because of this? So, you know, we'll start with Pat and then we'll swing that back up to Thomas. And then because uh, we don't have the the infamous Kevin uh, Nago joining us, I'll have, you know, everybody kind of just give their opinion on what they feel the strengths and what um, improvements or what weaknesses there are as far as the Dolphins are concerned. So let's start with Pat. We'll talk about the Patriots. Then we'll swing that back up to time. It's about the Jets. I'll kind of talk about the Bills and then we'll we'll all pile on and, and just talk a bunch of crap about the Dolphins. I like it. Uh, look, the Patriots went 8-9 last year. They went 8-9. They, they had a losing record for the second time in three years. It wasn't good. <laughs> yeah. But here's what I'll tell you. Okay, here's what I'll tell you. The Patriots went 7-9 and nine with Cam Newton and 8-9 and nine last year. That 2020 team may have been the worst offensive football. I mean, they set offensive football in the NFL back 30 years. It was embarrassing. It was awful. They couldn't throw the ball. 
So it was like I was watching a 1940s NFL game when I was watching them. Cam was great running the ball, couldn't throw the ball. Okay. Then they make the playoffs in Mac's rookie year. Then they put Matt Patricia in charge of the offense. And it was it was an absolute disaster. They went eight and nine. Okay. Cincinnati, they had the ball at the end of the game. We're going to win with a field goal and fumbled. They had the Vegas game, which was just, I can't, I can't even think about the Vegas game. And they had like two or three other games where they had a chance at the end of the game and made a stupid mistake that lost them the game. That team had no business winning 10 games. Very, very realistically, I can look at last year and say they could have easily won 11 games. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. And so I'm looking at this saying, they have Bill O'Brien now. The offense looks so much better than it did last year. I mean, it's not even close. It's night and day. It's like two different offenses. The offense looks a million times better than it did last year. The defense is getting better than it was last year. There was a top five to ten defense last year. It's better now than it was last year. They've added three rookies who are going to make immediate impacts. Christian Barmore is healthy. They have a healthy secondary. Jack Jones just just had the charges dropped for his guns. So we're good with Jack Jones. And so, like, I'm looking at this team saying, yeah, I know everyone's counting them out. Everyone's calling them fourth in the AFC East. But I look at them and say they win 10 games this year. And and that's where I'm looking at it and maybe even 11. And so I know they have a tough schedule, and I know that they have, they have people there, but the offense is going to be significantly better than it was last year. The defense is going to be – as good as it was last year, if not better. And so I'm, and I know that the schedule is difficult, but I'm looking at it saying, I don't know. I just feel like they're a better team than they were last year. And they were a few terrible mistakes away from winning 10 games last year. And so, you know, look, I mean, I'm looking at it from rose colored glasses, obviously. Right. But like, I know Sarah, I know she's laughing at me, uh, but that's okay. That's all right. Um, but I'm telling you, I think, I think, you're going to surprise people. I think 425 is going to roll around on Sunday and they're going to be playing the Eagles. And we're going to watch that game looking at it saying, Whoa, what, what's this? What, what happened here? I thought this team was supposed to suck. Right. And Matt, you can talk about it being Mac Jones, but Mac Jones was Jamar chase having an absolutely insane rookie year away from him being the rookie of the year. Not Trevor Lawrence, not Justin Fields, not any of those other guys. Mac Jones. He had that good of a rookie year, and his second year sucked because he had Matt Patricia as, as an offensive coordinator. It was a disaster. It was a disaster, without a doubt. This year has looked significantly better. I think you're going to see that on the field on Sunday. I'm going to keep a buck with you. I got y'all going 5-12, and 12, man. Like, I got y'all going 5-12, and 12, bro. Like, Let me I'm tell you something going. right now. Let me tell you something right now. <laughs> Belichick, Belichick hasn't lost more than 10 games since uh, since 2002. <laughs> If the Patriots go five and twelve, I will give you. We'll make a bet right now. I'll give you whatever you want. You don't even have to give me anything. I'll give you whatever you want. If the Patriots go five and twelve. 
Assuming their entire team doesn't get hurt. No, I'm going to tell you because I wanted wanted to sound as fair as where I came from. So there's a website, and I can share it with you gentlemen after we um, finish with this episode. There's a website that you can go to. um, It's similar to Tally site. It's not the same, but you can go in there, and and it lets you kind of pick out every single week. So you can go through every single week of the season, pick out every game, for mm-hmm. that week and then it tallies it up for the end of the year and it tells you how you view uh, yeah. every division for the league so it wasn't me just saying ah let me think no, I get you. five and twelve so when i actually went through every game for the week and then i looked at the tally at the end of the season honest to god i had it was it was five and twelve and i went and yeah. i actually said like i can't no and i and i went back and looked and i'm like yeah i can't think of many games where i had it where you guys were losing to somebody it's, it, and it's just the way the schedule falls this year. It's this year. It's not where it's an indictment against the team. It, it's to me. It's I think that the division is super tough this year. Um, we're we're going to talk about the Jets a little bit more. We're going to talk about the Dolphins, and obviously, I I love my Bills. I just think that the division is super tough this year. You've you've had your hands full with the Bills over the last few years. Oh yeah, uh, had kind of had them full with the Dolphins now recently as well. I I think the Jets this year. I think Thomas is right to to feel confident. So I just think it's going to be a rough year for the Patriots. And, and this is the one year where I don't feel like I, I promise this is the one time I'm not doing this from a place of like, you guys, no, I get crap. it. I get it. I, you know, it's like really just looking at it at the way it falls. Um, I think, I think if you guys got a couple more pieces, I like the Juju signing. I love the Juju signing. I think you need Juju and something like you just needed something. And I don't think that, that Bill Belichick and the Patriots kind of paid attention to something you know thomas you got anything about the patriots uh i'm curious about how they plan on using Ramondre uh stevenson now that they have zeke there if the, how, how far back they de-escalate mm-hmm. his workload going forward um that's something i'm pretty interested in too and i want to know what they're going to do with like mike Gesicki and juju mm-hmm. because they're kind of like both big slot guys uh so i don't know if they're planning on moving juju outside or how they plan on on doing that going forward i think there's there's a lot of interesting moving parts with bill o'brien as the oc there so i'm yeah. just there's a lot of things i'm curious about but i i don't have enough information to uh give a, a informed top no i i totally get that i think juju is going to be more of that slot guy better yak significantly better yak um ability than jacoby myers and gasecki's more of that kind of seam route guy than necessarily in the middle of the field so he'll be playing kind of that um, you know, deeper middle, I think, than Juju. And again, I don't know. I mean, he mix. He's going to mix it up quite a bit, but, um, but we'll see. And the Ramondre question is a huge question, right? I mean, that's one of those things, fantasy wise, especially if you're doing your fantasy football draft. Like, where is Ramondre going to do? You know, where is he going to play? How many snaps is he going to get? Right? Because mm-hmm. they obviously saw at the end of the year he was dead. He had nothing left in the tank, right? And so they needed Zeke to be a guy that can spell him. But at the same time. Zeke's I mean I'm, I was about to say Zeke's getting older which I guess he is but he's freaking 26 which is outrageous that he's only 26 years old but like you know they also can't give him a full workload right so it's that balance of like let's not use Ramondre too much he's our best offensive player but like we can't use him too much right so um I do think it's going to be they're going to kind of struggle to find that balance a little bit maybe at the beginning um but you know hopefully they'll get there and so here's what I'll tell you Spence I was just thinking about it if the Patriots go five and twelve this year, okay, I will buy I will buy a Josh Allen jersey and a Jets hat, and I will wear the Josh Allen jersey and the Jets hat at this show next year. 
Okay. Yeah, wait a minute now. You <laughs> yeah, write that down, <laughs> clip it, whatever the case may be. I'm, no, it's, this is getting published. I'm clipping this. Yeah. And this is getting put out yeah. into the internet. A 100% confident. Now, of course, the problem is, is that, like, you know, the Patriots, like, plane could crash on the way to – on the way to New York, you know, week three. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm out of, I'm out of, uh, but hey, you know, assuming something crazy like that doesn't happen. I, I can't imagine. We, I'm going five we can't do the hypotheticals. You sound <laughs> like a, you sound like a woman, you know, like what if babe, babe, what if a gorilla jumped out of the cage and, and you can't. So you're like, well, if the Patriot, no, I'm saying five and so, and you, okay. So you said originally you had them going, what? 10 and 10 and seven, 11, 10 and seven, 11, six. Yeah. Okay. I think this is a perfect before I, I get Thomas's take now swinging it over to the Jets. I think this is a perfect opportunity for me to take a break and get a word from my sponsor, uh, Ficta Endo and Elmer Eye Care, because clearly Pat is seeing things if he thinks that the Patriots are going to win that many football games. It's time to say goodbye to the blur and hello to clear vision. Ficta Endo and Elmer are the first in Western New York to bring you Zeiss Smile Technology. Along with our highly experienced surgeons, we promise an effortless journey to better vision. Gone are the days of fumbling for glasses or struggling with contact lenses. Embrace the freedom of superb sight. Because we believe you deserve the world in HD. Visit us online at Ficta.com and schedule a consultation. Ficta and Dylan Elmer, we are focused on you. So real quick, though, I just want everybody to know if you can't see and you need glasses, I'm going to tell you the best thing I ever did in my life was get LASIK surgery. And now they have a new technology. I'm telling you, check them out. Pat is blind. Pat, Pat I'm going to hook you up with my people. Hey, man. And Elmer, we're going to hook you up. I'm going to get you. Even if I if, if I got to pay for it to be a discount, I'm going to help you out because you need to see clearly about your Patriots. Just uh, listen. All I'm going to do is just uh, I don't need to. I got nothing to say. Right. All I'm going to do is just let just let the season play out. Let's let the season play out. And by the way, they, I have them losing twice to the Bills. I have them losing twice to the Bills, splitting with the Jets. And splitting with the with the uh, with the uh, with the Dolphins, and really, it then becomes a question of can they beat the Jets twice? That's where that eleven and six comes from, instead of ten and seven. To me, it's ten and seven because they split with both of those teams. And then you're like, that's already four losses. Where do the other three losses come from? I'm telling you right now, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The San Diego Chargers. They're not beating the Patriots. They're not. They're not beating the Patriots. Just go ahead. Go ahead and look up Justin Herbert stats against the Patriots. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Good. If you'd like to, all those people out there in the message boards, go ahead. Go ahead and look up Justin Herbert's stats against the Patriots. They ain't good. I'll tell you that much. Okay. So you keep talking about stuff in the past. Like, and this is the my last two years. Patriots. That's what I'm talking no, about. But this is my issue with Patriots fans, man. Like, because, like, it, it, like, it's y'all. last year. Okay, it's last year, right? But it's it's last year, like because even even what else, like because you'll get mad, not you personally, but Patriots mm-hmm. fans will be like, okay, yeah, the Bills won the division. I can't even do your accent, but you know your weird your weird accent. You know you do you Bills won a division and your car, you get drive your car yes, to the game, and then you talk stuff about the Bills fans about right. last year, and then you'll talk about Tom Brady years, and you'll talk about how the no no what are you doing this year? Just don't love me in with that. Everyone else don't. How am I supposed to tell you what I'm supposed to do last year? All I can tell you is that Justin Herbert's played the Patriots twice and gotten blown out twice. Like, what do you want me to say? That's I, I don't I, I can't tell you what's going to happen this year other than what has happened in the past is that he's been terrible against the Patriots. OK, well, let's see. And Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick is a genius at taking away 
the other team's best option. Right. So I, I, I get that, but but no, you know, I, okay, Thomas, you know, let's let's segue because because Pat is tripping. Pat, my Pat yes. is my guy, but he's tripping. <laughs> Thomas, let's, so same questions about your just last year to this year. Where are you feeling? Obviously, we kind of already touched on it, but what are you feeling better about? What areas are you concerned about? And so, then uh, with the division, where how do you see yourself in the team with the division? So, I mean, we kind of alluded to how much better the passing game should be. That's obviously the thing that I'm most excited looking about, seeing, you know, capable quarterback play for the first time in like a dozen years uh, would be nice uh, for a change. Uh, I, I, you know, Garrett Wilson's a stud. Uh, I think he's just going to get better with Aaron Rodgers there. A lot of comparisons to that Devontae Adams connection they had in Green Bay. And I, I see that. I see that a lot. Um, Alan Lazard too familiarity in the offense. I think that's going to mm-hmm. play a huge role going forward. And I think a low key, uh, signing there was, uh, Nicole Hardman. Uh, I think he's perfect for a K gun offense that Nathaniel Hackett could run. And, uh, if they're, if they're truly looking to, uh, develop his route running ability, I think he could be a lot, a lot better than people, uh, think th- or thought about the signing going forward more than like a late depth guy. I think he could be a solid wide receiver three if he improves, uh, cause he does have a lot of opportunity. My biggest concern though on the offense is actually like the running game. Um, cause Brees Hall, I'm not sure he's going to start the season hundred percent. You know, they got Dalvin cook, but Dalvin cook, isn't the same Dalvin cook that we've seen in years past. He's been notorious like last season alone. Uh, he was 39th in EPA per rush among running backs, 36th in DVOA. And his rush success rate was 33rd among all running backs last year. And that was on a, a pretty good Minnesota Vikings team. Uh, so we've definitely seen him take a step back. I'm concerned about how they distribute those touches going forward. If Brees Hall is okay and how that, how that, uh, starts itself, but the defense, it's hard not to be excited about the jets defense. I think we have one of the best defensive lines, like in the NFL, uh, in totality. Like we, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the games, but our, our second string guys were just demolishing starters in, in the preseason. I know it's preseason, but still, you know, <laughs> it's Bryce Huff is one of the best situational pass rushers right now in the NFL. Like the stats galore. We have Tony Adams, undrafted free agent, who's now going to be one of our starting safeties. That kid's a sleeper. And I think he's going to really surprise people in a safety position where the Jets were just not that great at last year. And I think they improve with him there now. And the Jets have a really great cornerback duo, obviously, with Sauce and DJ Reed, who Reed, he is super underrated, man. Like, don't he was great in Seattle. He's he's doing great in New York, too. So I think they're going to do really good this year. I personally have them going 12 and five on the season. Um, and I think in the vision, like it's going to be between them and the bills for me. Uh, that, that's kind of where I stand at. If, if they can start the season hot, I think they could take the division. If they start on a little rough patch, I think, I think they probably finish second and claim a wild card spot. I mean, uh, I, 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 I kind of said 12 and five too. I, I, that, that is the record I have of them as well. And I actually, I have them beating the Bills Monday. I have them winning, starting the season off with a win. You know, I, I don't, I don't think it's going to um, last for the entirety of the season like you're probably hoping. I think it's going to be one of those things where we kind of get start off hot and then kind of fizz out, unfortunately. Um, but I think I, I do twelve and five. I think is going to be the, the record. But I think you're going to be hot earlier, and then like that, you're going to kind of rank rack up those that uh those five losses towards the end of the season and it's not going to be as comfortable so but you know at the same time though man it's it's like you look at that team and you look at that defense and it's just tough like the defensive line the the secondary 
the linebacker, like just in general, you look at the defense, all three levels of it, and it's tough not to look at them and say, like, geez, man, like it, last year, both times that the Buffalo Bills faced the Jets, whether it was uh, in East Rutherford or whether it was in Orchard Park, it was the most difficult that the it was the most difficult that the Buffalo Bills had all year as, as far as trying to move the ball down the field. Josh Allen had, he was beat up after both of those games. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just one of those things where it's like, look, it's a tough, it's a tough situation. This isn't, this isn't like, this isn't last year's Jets. This isn't the Jets from, from now. Let's fast forward and bring it back to reality. My quarterback is Josh Allen. My wide receiver is Stephon Diggs. I got a defense that's like that. My coach is, is Sean McDermott. And damn it, look, I'm just like that. Okay. So we we out there. I'm a B in the, I'm a B out there. Okay. So I'm looking for you. To, I'm I'm gonna be looking for you specifically. Okay. I'm coming to your I'm coming to your porch. Can I can I just say the Jets? It's funny, and it really relates to the Jets. I think the Jets have a very strong front seven. What's interesting about the AFC East is that all four teams really have a strong front seven and good defenses overall. And all four teams also have serious question marks about their offensive line. I mean, to like the offensive lines in the AFC East verge on questionable to just downright not good. Right. And so, like, it's just interesting because the defenses are so good and are able to get so much consistent pressure for all four teams. And yet their offensive lines really aren't that good in the in the AFC East at all. And so it's one of those interesting things where it's like it's almost like they're gearing up. And, and it's funny because they they talked about, you know, why did the Patriots the Patriots need to, to work on their offense and they drafted three defensive guys? What are they doing? And it's like, have you seen the have you seen the division? Like the division is really good offenses. Like, you know, Mac is the quarterback, he's fine. But like to compete in this division, you have to have a good defense because otherwise Josh Allen's going to torch you and Aaron Rodgers and Gary Wilson are going to torch you and eh, Tua, I guess. But like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle are going to torch you like that's, you know, like it's going to happen if you don't have the guys that can stop that. And so the defense is, I think, to me, really is going to pay dividends for for all four teams. And it's just funny because their offense, I just think it's going to be who stays the healthiest, really. You know what I mean? I agree with you. For me, um, and that's my biggest concern about the Bills, every year, um, even the year that everybody probably felt like we should have won, you know, the year that we made it to the AFC Championship, Stefan Diggs wasn't healthy that year. Cole Beasley was injured. Uh, basically, most of the team was beat up that, that year once right. we got to that point. Last year, Von Miller tears his ACL Thanksgiving. Um, so I think really around the league, you can say that. But I, I feel like personally for the Bills, it's like, no, nah, man, we really look. It, it's one thing to say, like, we got one of the most talented rosters. But no, we got to have that roster be healthy at the end of the year when it matters. So, yep. um you know, so to to both of your points, I agree with what both of you are saying about both of your of your rosters. Before we talk about the Bills, let's talk a little bit about um, you know everybody's favorite team on here. Let's talk about the the Miami Dolphins, and let's <laughs> let's talk a little bit about because um, because I I think the Dolphins are interesting, and this is why. Again, I'm trying this this thing out this year, um, trying to be a little bit more uh, uh, honest instead of just cracking jokes on these guys, even though, cause I think, I think Tua is a lot better than what most of us normally give him credit for publicly. You know, like I, I give him a hard time, but I think Tua is a very good quarterback. He's very accurate. 
his issue comes down to health. It comes down to, you know, him just being fragile in a way. And and that's no fault of his own. Like nobody can, can blame God for the genes that you were born with. Yeah. But I think if Tua is, is able to stay healthy, like we just talked about my bills, we talked about for your pats and for your jets. If Tua is able to stay healthy, I don't think that uh, that offense is, is easily stopped. Now, Joe Miller, uh, my co-host for Hump Day Hotline, he'll tell me like, well, I don't know. You look at, them against the Chargers, like the, like Pat was talking about, the Chargers look bad against the Patriots, but the Chargers looked good against the Dolphins. He's saying like a lot of teams towards the end of the season, in his opinion, started to figure out what that offense was with Tua at quarterback. I don't know. There's several ways to look at it. I look at it like I think they're a very good team, and I think the most underrated but the best signing of the offseason is them bringing in that defensive coordinator. We can start with uh, Thomas on this one. Uh, there, I'm kind of right there with you. I'm really fascinated by the offense. The defense too is pretty underrated for the, the guys that they have. There, there's no like huge household names really on that defense, but they're good. Like mm-hmm. we, I mean, we've all seen them <laughs> twice a year. You know what I mean? Uh, but the offensive side is, I'm kind of, I'm interested to see if that's happening too, because we kind of saw that offense sputter out towards the end of this uh, end of the season last year, and it's. I'm curious if it's them figuring out the offense, uh, maybe having to change the game plan too much to play into safety concerns or because they had a lot of issues last year just in general. And then I want to see like how how that's going to happen with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Like, do they take the next does Waddle take the next step forward and become like a true wide receiver one instead of being stuck as like a Robin to Hill's Batman? I think he has the potential to do it. And that's kind of scary uh, to have two like legitimate wide receiver one options now it'll come down to whose defense can stop those. I think the Jets could stop them with DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner, but it'll be tough for sure to see how they, how they go. They're, they're, they're a sleeper team for me. I think they could easily pull out like 11 wins, 11, 12 wins. If they, if things roll right with them. Yeah. What do you think, Pat? I mean, it's a great point. And Spence, like you said, Vic Fangio, I think is, is one of the biggest additions in the NFL because he stinks as a head coach, but he's a great mm-hmm. defensive coordinator. I mean, he's a fa- fantastic defensive coordinator. And so if you have a defensive guy like that, now they traded for Jalen Ramsey. He's hurt. Doesn't tell me he's going to be back to like December. But if they can keep things rolling enough, if you can have a solid defense and then add a guy like, <laughs> like Jalen Ramsey as you're getting ready for the playoffs, it makes your defense even more formidable. And so if they can stay healthy and stay on track, and again, then the question becomes, as some people, as some people have, have pointed out, and as Thomas just kind of said, like, is there, did the NFL start to figure out Mike McDaniel a little bit last year? Or was it just because, you know, they, they slumped a little bit at the end of the year? And that's really the question you got to answer, right? And we don't know. No one know, is going to know that until the season starts, right? And so – if they can continue to build on and, and look like they did at the beginning of the year last year, they're going to be a, a tough team to beat, right? And so, but can Tua stay healthy? How good is the defense really going to be? And so those are the things where it's like you ask those questions and there are big question marks for that team, right? And I think just like the Jets, where it's like you look at that team and say, that team's a really good, that's a really good team. But, you know, are they going to, you know, what are those question marks going to, like, what's going to happen, right, with those question marks? Where are they going to go, right? Mm-hmm. And then the same thing can be said about about the Dolphins. where And I think the same thing can be said about the Patriots. You guys disagree. That's fine. But I think the same thing can be said about, about the Dolphins where 
you have those question marks. And then it says, all right, well, the season is going to depend on how those things play out. If it plays out and everything plays out well, they could be the number two team in the division, right? They can make the playoffs. If they play out poorly, then it could be really rough, right? And so that, it's just, we don't know where that's going to go, right? And so I think that's the biggest question. Who's there? Someone beat out Skylar Thompson for the back of quarterback. Who was it that they, didn't they, they picked someone up recently? Mike White. That's who it was. Yeah. Mike White. Yes, that's right. Mike White beat out Skylar Thompson for the back of quarterback role. So Mike White's good for like a, like a backup, a backup QB dub. You know what I mean? So if two goes down for a game, Mike White could could get you a game in there, you know? So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But I, I do think that they, they're they an intriguing team. I think they have the worst quarterback in the division, but I think they're an intriguing team. And I think that they're a team that could make some noise if things break right for them. No, I agree. I agree. I, um, I, th- I think overall, all my thoughts at the beginning of that question, I think are – if you lay them out and you're honest about it, even as fans of other teams, I think if you look at them, it's like, okay, this is why this team can be dangerous. This is why I would be nervous about it. But, uh, you know, it, again, like we talked about, like you mentioned about the Jets, I guess we all will say it's the Dolphins. Because last year, the, the hype was around the Dolphins. Last year, oh, yeah. they get to Reek Hill, the trade happens, and it's like, oh, this is going to be the most dynamic. This is the fastest offense that you're ever going to see because they have Jalen Waddle and Tariq Hill. Oh, my God. And the coach is bringing – he's bringing Shanahan's offense over. And, oh, my God, it's going to be – and it was. It was a it was a high-powered, high-scoring offense, mm-hmm. but yet it still just wasn't quite enough. Um, Matt in the comments here wants to know, is Tua worse than Jones? He doesn't see it. I, I feel like we kind of – talked a little bit about that but let's let's get your opinion on that uh pat because because we're talking about your guy here uh how do you think who is a better or worse quarterback than mac jones so i mean i just said it i think i think mac has the capability of being a better quarterback now listen here's the problem right last year was bad and and that's hand up like 100 i agree a hundred percent in 2021 as a rookie he had 3,800 yards passing and 22 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Quarterback rating of 92.5. Now, quarterback rating is whatever. It doesn't matter. He had 3,800 yards passing, and against the Bills, he attempted three passes. So, in a normal game, just one normal game, that's 4,000 yards passing as a rookie. Right? That's a pretty solid rookie year. Right? And... The offensive firepower in 2021 wasn't exactly unbelievable, right? And so I think their receiving core is better than it was in 2021. I think I actually think Bill O'Brien's offense is better suited for Mac Jones than Josh McDaniel's offense was. And so I think that he's going to be as good, if not better, than he was in in 2021, right? And so that that's. That's one of those things. And and Freddie, I know you can talk about the Patriots video editing team. I, I'm at I was at practice. Not every practice. I was at the majority of practices this summer. I watch all the games. Like it has nothing to do with video editing, man. I'm there. I'm watching it, right? Like, so so it's one of those things for me where I look at it and say, Do I think and listen, are either one of those guys top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL? No, they're not. I mean, let's be realistic here. They're not 10 top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. But I think Matt can get Matt can get you to that fringe, that top 15 guy, right? And my ceiling for him 
what I think he can be is, is Kirk Cousins. I've said it all along. Kirk Cousins is that is is what I want Mac Jones to be and what I think Mac Jones can get to. And people go, oh, Kirk Cousins stinks and isn't that? Look up Kirk Cousins' number, man. Like, look, if, if he doesn't puke in, in big moments, Kirk Cousins is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, at least top 12 at the at worst. And so, like, if Matt can get to that fringe thing, we can, you know, we can kind of go from there, right? And I know people talk about the arm strength and people talk about this, and, be, and that's fine. And and listen, as as far as I get it, last year, it was it was a disaster last year. And so if you discount everything that happened in 2021 and you just look at the 2022 film, Mac Jones is terrible and stinks. I like I get it. But I, we got to look at the whole picture here, right? And so I think he's going to improve on where he was in 2021. And so I think he's going to be better than he was as a rookie in 2021, which I feel like isn't too much to ask. And so, you know, that's one of those things, you know. And so that's that's the real question for me, right? Can he get to that point? And I don't know if Tua can get you there consistently. I don't. I, I don't know if he can, right? We talk about Armstrong and Mac Jones. Like, I don't know, man. I I mean, I, I think he has a stronger arm than Tua, if I'm being honest. I mean, maybe it's just because Tua's lefty. I don't know. But I just – I don't see that crazy arm strength from Tua either. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things. I think it's good enough. I don't think it's great. I think it's good enough, right? And so um, – and so we'll see. I have Mac slightly above Tua, but they're they're very close in my opinion. Hey Thomas, we can't relate, right? Mac Mac and Tua, these weak arm comparisons, you know, we can't relate. We got we got guys that can go ahead and just throw that thing out the out the stadium. But yeah. let, let, let's uh let, let's let Pat kind of stay down there with the weak arm throws and let's talk about <laughs> so now let's swing it out. Let's let's talk about my bills a little bit. Um so from my perspective, I think coming into this, I'm excited to see what, what Dawson Kincaid is in the NFL level. Um, the way they talked about him in the draft and prior to the draft is that he was the best catcher of the football, not the best receiver, not the best, but the best catcher of the ball. We need that. The bills need that. After digs, we had some issues as far as um, just consistency in, in the football, um, you know, with plays being made in moments and to still have the number two offense last season with that being the case, it's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to seeing Kincaid. I'm looking forward to seeing Micah Hyde back out there on defense. I think, you know, for us to have as good of a defense that we did have, I think it's, it's something to say, like when you lose your all pro safety. So I'm excited about our defense being back at full strength. I'm excited about um well we still don't have Vaughn, but it's coming you know what i mean like it's it's coming and and that's what i'm excited about so for me and then and i still think with all due respect to to the career of aaron Rodgers, i think at this point at this moment the buffalo bills still have the best quarterback in the division so uh we can we can uh i think we started with thomas this last time let's start with pat i, I mean all of what you said is true like i just uh, you know the Bills, as much as I hate to admit it, are the best team in the division, and it's it to me, it's not that close. It's not that close. Um, Josh Allen's the best quarterback in the division. Josh Allen's probably the second or third best quarterback in the NFL, and on a good day, he could be the best quarterback in the NFL. And so, the question with Josh Allen is, can he limit the mistakes? Can he stop making the dumb plays? Right? Because we had a guy here before Tom Brady named Drew Bloodso who had an absolute rocket attached to his arm. 
he had no mobility whatsoever. I mean, he was a statue in the pocket. He could throw the ball 100, 100 yards. He was a monster. But once a game, he would make the dumbest play you've ever seen in your entire life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it would happen in the first quarter, and it'd be no big deal. And sometimes, like against the uh, against the Steelers, actually uh, through a screen pass into Mike Vrabel's hands for a pick six to end the game, and you're just like, "What were you thinking when you did that?" I did, you know what I mean? So, so that's one of those things where it's like Josh has those moments, not much. It's not it's not consistent. He's not a turnover machine, but he does have those moments at times. And I think that's what's going to separate the Bills from being a very good team to being a Super Bowl winning team, right? If he can limit those mistakes, now we look at it and say, oh, my God, like that team is is going to be great and has a chance to win the Super Bowl this year. And so I think that, to me, is the biggest question. Obviously, the defense is – is, but I think the defense is good. And like you say, Micah Hyde is, bar, is back. So, like, I think I think all – it wouldn't surprise me, and I think my, uh, Mina Kaim said this, I think all four defenses in the AFC East are going to be top 10 defenses in the NFL. I really do. I, I think that, you know, and I don't think that's really a hot take. Like, they all have very good defenses, and they all were close to top 10 last year. So I wouldn't be surprised if all four teams had a top 10 defense, and you have the offense the Bills have, and you have a top 10 defense. That's enough to take you real far in this league. Yeah. What you thinking, Thomas? Uh I mean, I, I tend to agree. My biggest question for the Bills, I'm not worried about their defense either. I'm concerned about the playmakers they have around Josh Allen. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I don't. There's a lot of that Stefan Stefan Diggs rumors about him not I'm being happy in Buffalo. Nobody really buys that. I don't think. I think that's just you know kind of hearsay. But the people behind that, like Gabe Davis, what's he going to do? He's supposed to step up. He hasn't really stepped up that much to be like a clear number two for you guys, at least in my opinion. Um, I'm behind that. Who do you guys really have at, at wide receiver? Can is, uh, like is it short? Uh, who like I can't even name. I can't even name your wide receiver three right now. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and that's why you guys drafted Dalton Kincaid. But how is that going to mesh out? Like how is that going to gel in that offense? It's a new offense. Like my question for the like my biggest question for the Jets is: is are we going to be able to take the Bills by surprise while they try to gel together for those first couple weeks and how that offense is going to gel together. And another thing I'm kind of curious about is are you guys having James Cook as like your every down back or is it going to be a Damian Harris one, two, and then James Cook receiving back? Cause then I'm seeing in camps like that they want to use Cook more, but I don't know if he has the, like he's never been a, a, a primary back like throughout his whole career. So I'm kind of I think that the pieces around Josh Allen have a lot of questions. As is Josh Allen, he has to stop his turnovers a bit, make some stupid plays. Pat alluded to, but I think the playmakers around Josh Allen, not named Stefan Diggs, have to really step up if the Bills want to keep their like reign on the top of the AFC East. Yeah, no, I hear you, and and the point that both of you make about the turnover uh, or the turnovers, I, I am one that I get beat up a lot by Bills Mafia because I I constantly, I'll I'll come out and say like, look, you know, we can't score, you know, what we scored at home in the playoffs against the Bengals at home, and say that you know we're whatever we're saying that we are, and you can't be the quarterback that everybody is saying is a top two or top three guy and you lead your team to that type of offense at home yeah. in the playoffs. So I, I'm with you too many red zone turnovers. He threw too many uh, turnover or too many interceptions in the red zone, too many fumbles. 
But that's part of what we love about him, right? As a Bills fan, it's like when he makes those plays and then it turns into, for instance, like the Patriots game, uh, that Thursday night football game when he's running and it's right before the halftime and he's running to the right boundary and he's yeah. running out of bounds and he jumps off one foot and then all of a sudden he throws it back inside and uh, was it Dawson Knox that game or was it Gabe Day? I think it was Dawson Knox that game who caught the touchdown right before the half it was, when Josh yeah. was going. and it's like so typically that would be a play where it's like oh my god Josh you ran out the half you ran out the time you should have caught a timeout we could have got three points but then he turns around and gets a touchdown and it's like this is why we love Josh Allen so while I'm saying yo I, I'm so tired of the the turnovers and we got to stop with the turnovers it's also like yeah but Josh do that thing man <laughs> you don't have to do that thing man. you know so oh, so yeah. I, I hear what both of you are saying and as far as Thomas what you're saying wide receiver too bro I am with you. I, I, when I tell you your, your wide receiver two can't have a 50% drop rate, yeah. that just can't happen. And that's not, that's not a me saying it to hate on him. That's not a me. Uh, I love him. I love every member of the Buffalo bills. I want all my guys to succeed. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't be that guy or you can't say you're that guy. And then that's what we're doing. We can't, we can't, we got yeah. We got a 50% drop rate as a wide receiver too. And, and, the thing, and the thing that's insane to me is that, again, we had the number two ranked offense. Like, to have that, yeah. but your number two ranked – come on, 50%. But go ahead. We, we, get, we, get, we can move. <laughs> yeah. No, it's – you know, I will say with all the comments, I will – I will. it's funny to, reading all the comments. And I, and I feel like – I feel like this is like a, a public service that I'm doing. I, I'm coming – and being nice and being friendly so that, you know, Bills fans can celebrate, you know, you got stomped for 20 years and now things are good for you and not as good for me. And you can celebrate about it. And, hey, I mean, listen, I I dished it out as as, as much as you guys did 20 years ago. And so, uh, you know, and so I, I'll take it. I can take it, you know. Um, but it's fun. It's fun going back and forth. And I love, I love coming on here because it's always – it's all love. It's not, you know, no one's – no one's yelling at each other. No one's getting mad. Like it's, you know, we talk trash, but it's, but it's not, you know, it's not serious. And I, I, I enjoy doing that. Yeah, no, I love doing this every year with you guys. I love to start the season off with my division guys and just, just have a good time. And uh, I get good information, things that I don't think about from the outside looking in about your team. But then also it's just, you know, it's fun to, to kind of get with you guys every year and, yeah. and have some fun. And, and again, I want to shout out my guy, Kevin over with at the Finsider. He normally joins us. He wasn't able yeah. to do so this year. Uh, we'll have to get him on the code of conduct this season when we, when we play uh, Miami, I did want to um, take a brief moment. Normally I don't, uh, stop the show for much of anything, but uh, John Scott is reporting out of Buffalo, out of Syracuse, that former Syracuse star and Buffalo Bill uh, Mike Williams has passed away following injuries oh. suffered during an accident working at a construction site. Um, so, Jeez. for those of you who grew up in Buffalo and you're around my age, most of you probably know Mike. Mike, um, you know, he was that guy around Buffalo who was pretty well known, who was a basketball player, football player. Uh, everybody loved him. Funny guy, good dude. So if you know him, you know his family, uh, this is the time to kind of be comforting and, and try to provide some comfort. My prayers go out to, you know, his family and the community, anybody that, that is connected to him and anybody who's loved him, my prayers go out, go out to him. So, um, awesome. but let's, um, let's try to end off this on a, on a, 
I guess on a lighter note of that. So the season is here. Oh, wait, shout out for my man, uh, Buffalo Freddy with the super chat. He said, thank you for the entertainment and extremely slight. <laughs> First of all, we're going to get our retribution. I just want you to know that we are coming for you, Pat. From now until the end of times, we're coming. Hey, man. Uh, but he wants. So Buffalo Freddie wants you to know that. And then Thomas, he says, always a pleasure as well. Um, shout out to Buffalo Freddie. Uh, he has the best tailgates every year in Buffalo. So if you come to Buffalo for a game, go to the the Bills Mafia house and look for my man Buffalo Freddie. He's going to hook you up. Um, and that's one day. One day I'm going to go. I do a I do a road trip every year. Uh, I went to Lambeau. Let me tell you something, fellas. I went to Lambeau last year. Lambeau was the most incredible experience ever. It was like the tailgating was unreal. I had an unbelievable Airbnb right on the water. Like we took a tour of the stadium afterwards. Like it is, it's a place where if you're a huge football fan, you have to go. It's, it's unbelievable, Um, which is really cool. So, but I'm going to Pittsburgh this year. I am going to make my way up to Buffalo. So when I go up to Buffalo, Spence, I'm going to be hitting you up because I know you know all the people down there. I'm going to try to try to get to some tailgate because, listen, I'm going to be decked on my Patriots stuff, and I'm going to be rooting for the Patriots. But, you know, I want to I want to meet up with some Bills fans over there too that, that you know, you know, because people say, oh, it's crazy, and people start, you know, people start fights and this and that. And I'm like, no, no, I don't want any of that. But, you know, I want to try to meet up with some of those uh, some of those Bills fans and hang out, and uh, you know, maybe maybe you'll even be there too. You never know. So yeah, depending on the week, man. Let me know. I, now, I, 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 there's a hard stop for me after Halloween. I'm not going no more in the cold. I refuse. I'm done. I'm done. Like once that snow starts hitting, I'm done. Like just count me out <laughs> from the jump, and I don't care. People can talk about me. Spence, you're not a real Bills fan. You're from Buffalo, and you're cold. Hell yeah, I'm cold. It's the reason yeah. why I moved out to the valley. I moved to Arizona on purpose. It wasn't by accident. It was by design. I don't want to wear long johns. I don't want to have a a, a, no. a a down jacket. I don't want to be layered up. I don't want to have hand warmers that don't seem to work until you get back in your car. Why do they get hot when you get in the car? But the whole I know. Is that the worst? They're dumb. They're so dumb. And and then like okay, I'm sorry. I'm getting off track. Real quick. So before we do, we're gonna do score predictions. I got one more message and then we're gonna uh we're gonna get right into our score predictions. <laughs> hey football fans, the season is here. So you know that means family, football, and food. But for the NFL's best fan base, it can't be just any food. Bill's Mafia only eats the best during the season, and the best is Picasso's pizza. With four great locations in Western New York, it's so easy to treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza. Shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. Bill's Mafia is back. Are you ready for it? The third annual Buffalo Rumblings IPA beer release party is going down September 16th, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Resurgence Brewing Company located downtown at 55 Chicago Street. I'm going to tell you what, you do not want to miss this event. Come out and hang with Joe, Sarah, and the rest of the Buffalo Rumblings crew for the Megapod. You're going to want to bring your questions and be a part of the live stream. Get involved. It's going to be live. And this year, we're also going to have our friends from Fans of Buffalo joining the party and sponsoring the fun. They're going to be in the house to provide you with all the information you need to make your away game day experience the easiest and the most smooth that you've ever had in your life. I can promise you, they, they do their job very well. So make sure you make it out Saturday, September 16th, 6 p.m., Resurgence Brewing Company, 55 Chicago Street. Go Bills. 
Go Bills. I love just hearing that go Bills at the end. So, all right, let's let's get it. Let's get it real quick. Then we'll get on out of here. Uh, again, shout out to all everybody, man. This has been a fun summer. It's been a fun offseason. It's been long. Enjoy it. We're we're finally here. It's finally back. Football. Thursday night football. So good. Watch it. Enjoy it. College was good this past this past weekend. There were so many games. Oh my god, Dion! I didn't talk about Colorado. We didn't talk about Duke. Did you Did you see the Duke game? That was Clemson? wild. Oh my god, so much to talk about. So just tune in. I'm sure there's so much good content from so many great people because there's so much going on. So uh, let, let's get a couple uh, predictions now. I'll wait for Thomas because we play against each other. Pat, what do you think you're gonna your team's gonna do this weekend, man? You, you guys, uh, season opener, big game. What's happening? Yeah, I think I think honestly, I think the Patriots are gonna lose uh to the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles are a really good team. Uh, yeah. you know, obviously made the Super Bowl last year, lost in the Super Bowl, but but made it all the way over there. They're a phenomenal team, and their defense is really, really good. Their offense is also really, really good. Uh the Patriots got some banged up guys in the offensive line, so that's gonna be a problem. But I think it's gonna be a lot closer than people expect. Now I was looking at the line of the day. It's like three and a half, so it's not much. Uh, they're not favored by much, to be honest with you. So, I but I think it's probably going to be somewhere around there. Um, I think people looking at this and anyone you know from outside New England and even even people in New England think that the Patriots going to get blown out, and I just don't believe that to be the case. Um, I think it's being a lot clo- a lot closer than what people think, but. I, I just can't see them coming away with the victory against against the Eagles. You never know. They might get the Brady bump. They are doing a Brady thing at halftime. Uh, so, you know, Tom in the building with all of, you know, Ty Law said there's going to be a ton of Patriots there. So there's a chance they get some of that bump and, and ride some of that, you know, good vibes or whatever to a win. But uh, it's going to be it's going to be a real, real tough game. But I do think that we're going to walk away from that game feeling better about the Patriots than we did going into it. Okay. I'm, I'm uh, going to put money on the Patriots to drop this game because you said, <laughs> you said y'all going to lose. So I'm putting money down on your guys to take this L. Again. So should I take for the Eagles to cover the spread or what? Or is it going to be closer <laughs> than what the spread says? Or what? No, I'm telling you, I think the spread, I think the spread, I looked at it before, I think it was three and a half. Okay. So I wouldn't take the spread if I were you. But then again, if you, you know, you get that big negative sign. Right, that big minus sign in front of the Eagles. I don't know if I'm touching that either. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm a terrible, I'm a terrible gambler. Although I am three and zero so far this season uh, in uh, in the NFL, which is great. Bet on some preseason games, and then I I hit a I hit a bet uh, college football Saturday night. Oh, two bets actually this weekend. I was two and zero this weekend. Four and zero to start the season, start football season. Look at that. Well, outrageous. But you know, now you got something to look forward to for the season. Now you're yeah, see, there you go. Yeah, there you go. I can't I can't bet more than a few dollars at a time, but you know, a few bucks here, a few bucks there. I'm like, all right, I can I can manage that, you know. Yeah, I guess look, I gotta mess with Pat. We we um (laughs) we got this love hate bills patriots relationship and we just gotta we gotta beat each other up. Oh yeah, Pat um, I do I do have 20 bucks. I do have 20 bucks on the over seven and a half wins the Patriots. I got 20 bucks on that, which is an astronomical bet for me. I mean, I'm telling you, I don't make a bet more than like two, three dollars unless like FanDuel would do those like uh like they have one the opening weekend of the of the NFL season where they're like, hey, you get your money back up to five dollars. And I'm like, all right, I will bet five dollars because I'll at least get it back if I lose. I can't, I can't bet more than like one or two dollars. So to put twenty dollars on seven and a half is like I'm a hundred percent confident about that. Okay. Well, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna put it I'm gonna put my money against the Patriots. This is what's happening, Thomas. Okay. Let's, uh, so what what do you think is happening uh, Monday night? My my Buffalo Bills are coming out there to, to take on your Jets. So I think the spread started at like two and a half for Buffalo. I think it's going down to one and a half now. If I'm looking correctly, uh, I think it gets a little closer. I think the Jets come on top, 27, 24. Uh, I think it's just gonna we're gonna try to take advantage of the Bills trying to gel themselves on offense with those new pieces. I mean, same could be said about the Jets, but, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers. That's J-E-T-S, baby. Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah, I hear that. And I can see it. I just think that the Bills, um, you know, um, now, I, like I said, I already I did pick the, the Jets to win, but I don't think it's because of, like, either team having an issue gelling. I just think both teams have defenses that are out of this world, and I think it's going to be a tough team or a tough matchup. We're going to beat each other up. It's going to be a tough game. So um, I have the score being 24 to 20 Jets winning. Um, but I don't I don't I think that second time around you guys come to Western New York. You're not going to like that rea- that that reality It's going to be tough. It's going to be real tough. So but hey, let's um let's, real quick. Let's get you guys to plug your shows and any content that you have going on. Pat, now I don't want I don't even know how to access because now I'm kind of putting you on a spot. We're live. Yeah. So now that. Um, Pat's pulpit is no longer SB Nation. Yeah, they have they have made the transition. Am I correct? So Pat's pulpit is still SB Nation, but uh, Pat's pulpit, like a lot of SB Nation shows, stopped doing um, podcasting, and so I no longer podcast for Pat's pulpit. I do uh, my podcast is called Pat's Nation Network. We're actually affiliated with CLNS right now, which is. Um, which is a fairly big organization in Boston. We're, we're super excited to be with them. Um, you know, and we, yeah, they do a great job and, and we go live every, every matter of fact, we're going live tomorrow night, um, on our, on our, uh, on our show, but we really enjoy it over there. I still write for Pat's pulpit, but the podcasting is through CLNS and, um, it's a lot of fun. We still have fun with it and we still have, you know, we still have a good time. We got to get you back on this year and, and Tom, we got to get you on too, man. It, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it would be fun. It is a missed opportunity. I know Pat's lane. It would have been good. It would have been good, but I, you know, I got, I got other, I got other guys on the network. I can't really, you know what I mean? I can't really call it Pat's lane. So it is funny though. Cause I tell people I work right for Pat's pulpit and they're like, so did you like start the site? And I'm like, no, I didn't start. No, it, that's not Pat for Pat lane. It's Pat for the Patriots. Like, you, know, but. you know what? I thought that when I first met you though, I did. I, I, right. I wasn't ask, but, but no, um, they just got a perfect fit. Got a perfect yeah. guy to be on them network, man. And it's awesome. So ladies and gentlemen, go follow my guy, Pat and Matt follow his, um, his co-hosts. Uh, they do yes. great work at great show. I, I enjoy every time we, we link during the season and then Thomas, same thing, man. Why don't you uh, go ahead and, and let everybody know what, what content you got coming up or what's going on over there with gang green. And then we'll get on out of here. Oh yeah. You guys can catch me every day on the flight connections. Uh, sometimes I'll do some guest interviews uh, from guys from the jets past on the jets connection. Uh, so make sure to keep an eye out for all of that. All right, and y'all know how I do it over here with Buffalo Rumblings. It's your boy Jay Spence the King. Y'all love each other, take care of each other, and live in peace. And as always, y'all stay positive. Taste. Y'all stay positive. Test negative. Go Bills. Let's go. Code of conduct.
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.